Hey guys, this is hashtag behind relationship goals. Sorry. Hindi sana yung intro I wanted Bonizi to do the intro because I've been doing it for the past how many months? And she failed. Ha, Let's ha, do that ha. again. Hey guys, welcome back to hashtag behind relationship goals. I'm Bones. And I'm Fofo. Another new episode. Bonizi got it through the intro. Good Hi, job. Salama. Thank goodness. I remembered the pause for our editor. Good job to me. And for this episode, uh, we have what topic, Bonizi? For this episode, we're going to talk about something that I think a lot of us go through throughout our whole lives. It's something we experience when we're still young, we're studying, even when we get into the adult life, whether we're single or married, we feel this. And okay. it doesn't come from us. Well, it could, but it comes from the people around us mostly. I would say also myself, but that's up for discussion. What we're mm-hmm. talking about for this podcast is pressure Ooh. in all sorts of forms and ways that it manifests in our lives. Yes. But before we get into that, maybe just a little light discussion of our new set. And always that changing. Set, huh? always, always changing. Bonizi's having fun. And I'll be honest, I'm having fun with it as well. I did the previous setup where we were on the floor against the wall. This is Bonizi's setup. We're slowly bringing in new furniture and i think that's something we will discuss in a separate podcast because everything that you see here is secondhand yes so we decided to get some furniture that we saw from some family and i told Mikael we need to get this because i think it'll be essential to our work i think it'll be pretty cool for the space that we have so why not get it yeah, we hope you guys are enjoying the different setups that we have. There's going to be a lot more because we have a lot of new furniture coming in. These crates, cushions, there's a locker right beside me. You see that on our Instagram from time to time already. Did I pressure you into buying this? <laughs> I think to a certain extent, but we'll discuss that later on. So how are we going to start this episode? Where do we start discussing pressure? Where do you want to begin? What is the definition of pressure? <laughs> I think that's where we can start first. Like, What is pressure? Maybe it's an any amount of force applied on an object. Scientific. Wow. What's your definition of pressure? I think it's when you feel like you're persuaded into like doing something or like when people are trying to convince you to do something that you might not be used to. Ah, okay. That's a more real life application yes. slash definition yes. of pressure. When was your first memory of being pressured? Ooh. Right? We've never thought about that. That's not the question that you usually ask. Yeah, because I mean, pressure can go as far as to when you were a kid. Exactly. And sometimes you don't even remember these things or you might not think they were pressure at that time because as a kid, you just follow what your parents say. Yeah. Do you think you're pressured into doing something? I remember that I was being pressured into eating something that I did not want to eat as I was a child. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that is valid. When you try to make kids do things, you're trying to teach them that it's good for you. But from the children's point of view, they're probably like, why are they pressuring me? Of course, they don't think it that way, but they're like, I don't want this. My very first experiences of the pressure, the first one was on the dining table mm-hmm. when I would be pressured to eat or finish my food even though I did not want to. Okay. But of course, I succumbed to the pressure because those are my parents. They were the ones in authority. Yeah. And in hindsight, looking back from now, it's good to follow your parents because at that point, they're the ones who know the best in your life at yes. the moment. Yes. The second one was when I was pressured to go to school because <laughs> I didn't like going to school, especially when I was in kindergarten. Yeah. I just remembered this. I don't know if I ever told you. I went to a 
school somewhere in Makati. Right. And I was around maybe four or five years old. I think I was a problem child when it came to trying to get me to go to school. <laughs> I remember hanging on to the window and the teacher pulling me away. What? And I was literally Superman, vertical style. I mean, really? I was horizontal already. It's amazing that you I remember I was hanging this. on to that. Yeah, I just remembered now. I was hanging on to that and I was crying and I was telling my mom that I didn't want to go to school. I was saying something. Yeah. I just really remember hanging on and I'm sure there was a bit of kicking. I was physically pressured into yeah. going to school. And that was good for me. I mean, sometimes... Para maging you, brainy ka daw. I mean, I guess this is a good way of saying that pressure can affect you in good ways and bad ways. And in that way, obviously, education is an important part. But as a child, we don't necessarily understand that. Yeah. So parents and teachers and the older people in your lives, they need to come up with ways to make sure you go through that educational system mm -hmm. by hook or by crook. I remember I was pressured into going to a certain school because graduating from elementary in the province, like, syempre, I wanted to just stay in the province I grew up in and just study there with all my friends from grade school. But my dad was very persistent. He was like, no you're going to this school and you can't do anything about it. So he was like, take the entrance exam. And I was very resentful in taking this entrance exam. I was like, why do I have to go here? I don't know anyone. I still took it because, you know, my dad said yeah. so. He didn't even make me even look into that other school where all my other friends were going. I was pressured into going to the school, which is the school I eventually went to. I ended up going to regional science high back in Olongapo and that's where I met all my wonderful friends that I have today. You know, it's nice that we started with that because this kind of pressure was present in our lives but we really had no say. Because when you're at that age, mm -hmm. you pretty much leave all the decision-making to your parents without even really knowing. Yeah. That's the dynamic that you have growing up. So it's nice that we started with that and we move on to a certain kind of pressure as you get older where you actually now have a say in the decision. Are you okay. going to give in to pressure or not? Yes. So for you, what memory comes to mind when you were a teenager maybe? The pressure wasn't on me, but I was pressuring other people. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I like that. That's also good. Yeah, so let's put it in the different perspective. When I was in high school, I really wanted to audition for Starstruck. It just so happened that the closest one to us was in San Fernando, Pampanga, which was definitely a different city. It would take us like an hour and a half to get there because there was highway. Okay. And it was a school day. Siyempre, my parents are always like school, school, school. I mean, I didn't know anything about modeling or whatever, but I really wanted to audition. I had to like hardly convince my mom because I couldn't tell my dad. He would say no. And he wasn't in the Philippines at this time, but he was working abroad. I was like, mom, I really want to do this. And I promise I'll do all my homework ahead of time. I'll make paalam to the principal, which I did. And I made paalam to all my teachers. So what I was trying to convince them was, I think it's a good opportunity. And if this opportunity goes to waste, then I'm just going to like live with what ifs. <laughs> so I was like kind of pressuring them into like saying yes to That's me. That's what you said? Parang it was something to that effect. But we also promised that we would do extra work 
for missing a day of school. Okay. But we were trying to really convince them so hard that it was a good opportunity. Did all of you audition? You, Lauren, and Victor? No, 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 no. Because they weren't of age at that time. So it was me, Jerome, Jane. Oh, your friends. Yeah. We, quote unquote, pressured (laughs) our teachers to like allow us to go to this audition. Why did you want to audition? Sorry, I'm going off topic, but I'm just curious. Why did you want to audition? Gusto mo maging sikat? Be honest. No, no. I really wanted to like fangirl. I thought that if I would go to the audition, I got to meet like Sina Jenilin. Ah, <laughs> Super okay. fangirl modes. I was yeah, like, Yeah, I remember. You told me. I this. was like, Baka nandun sila. And then if I get in, I get to meet them. That would be so cool. I really didn't think of it as like, Oh my God, artista. <laughs> so, teenager ka pa lang na memresure ka na. Oh, oh. <laughs> Successfully, I would say. Successfully, yeah. So you were able to successfully pressure your teacher, your parents, the parents of your friends. Yes, because we took my friend's car. Wow, you were a devious child, weren't you? Hey, (laughs) more than pressure. You were like a villain mastermind. (laughs) It would be like we were able to successfully convince... But in retrospect, it was kind of like pressuring them because the only answer that we wanted to get was a yes. Para nagpalit tayo ng situation. Because when I was a kid, I was a meek kid. I was like, meh. Yeah, I was meh. <laughs> like literally, that's a good description <laughs> of me. I never pressured anyone, but I did feel a lot of pressure when I was a child. Oh. Only because I had a lot of cousins and I had a lot of siblings. So I guess because of that, there are a lot of points of comparison for your yeah. parents and relatives and titos and titas. Nikki, my older brother, I guess we were young. Maybe we were, I was like seven years old, nine years old. Mm-hmm. We went to basketball camp. He's only two years older than me, but at that age, it's like, dude, he's like six inches taller yeah. or something. He could cross over between the legs and behind the back. He yeah. could do that move. And I couldn't do that move. <laughs> and everybody was like, Ooh, you can do it. Like you could see everyone praising him. And I'm that little runt on the side yeah. who's just like <laughs> fumbling with the ball. Wait, so would you say that you put pressure upon yourself at this point? I think at that point, I didn't know what I was feeling, but I felt something. And in hindsight, now that I look back, I felt pressure because why can he do it so well and I can't? Mm-hmm. I couldn't, of course, explain that and expound on that. But now in retrospect, I did feel that. Because in my family, competitiveness was a big deal. And your achievements were definitely praised and pushed and put on a pedestal. And for those who weren't achieving, it's not like they were putting us down. They weren't putting us down. But because you could see that those who were successful were getting so much praise, you felt a certain kind of pressure. It's just that it's only now that I'm able to elaborate and kind of vocalize. I did feel pressure then. And it did shape me into the personality that I have now. Oh, now that I think about it, I think I had a similar situation when I was also in grade school. During these times, I would do a lot of competing for writing. Umabot ako dun sa national levels. There was a lot of pressure on me because I was representing Region 3 and I was representing my school and my town. So I was so proud. But then I felt so pressured to win. Why? I don't know. Like I just thought na I would bring pride to whatever we were doing, it was an achievement for all of us. But I think that's how I saw it. And then when I didn't win at the national level, I remember that I texted my teacher, my advisor for writing. And I was siguro mga grade 6 siguro or grade 5. And I said, I'm sorry I didn't win. Oh, how cute. And then I remember her saying that. I'm assuming you cried. I think I did. I probably did because I felt so bad. And I remember messaging her and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And she just messaged me na, it's okay anak. Like, don't worry about it. But I felt so bad after that. Because I feeling ko I let people down. 
It's interesting now that we're talking about these pressure situations when we were younger. The more I think about it, the more I realize it shaped my personality. What if it was this way? What if my family and the culture and environment in my family did not care about achievements and I did not feel pressure to do well or to imitate those who are achieving like my brother? Yeah, yeah. What kind of person would I have been? I'm curious. I mean, I'm not saying I would have been a worse person. I'm no. just curious what kind of person I would have turned into. Fofo, think of it this way. Sa family namin, wala kaming ganong pressure. Although you did want to win your writing contest, so where did you get that? I think it was just me being naturally competitive. But but it was never really pressured from all sides by your parents. Because all the things that I did, like the writing, the science competitions or whatever, that's something that I wanted to do, that my teachers encouraged me. I didn't get that from inside the home. Gotcha, Because so, gotcha. my parents didn't really put us in extracurricular activities. Everything yeah. that I did, I did on my own. Okay, so it was a non-factor when you get home. Yeah, so they were like, oh, good for you, pero there was no real pressure to like be an extra achiever. It was such a big factor when I would get home because people would always talk about it. And when you go to the reunion, and you see your other relatives, they would share it. And then, of course, all the attention would go to the person who achieved. But I'd like to share another story. On the flip side, I have another one where I was the recipient of all the praise. And this was the first time, I think I got like 100 in math. Okay, that's... For like one quarter. (laughs) And nobody in my family had ever seen 100 in math. Math? Dang! Usually, people don't see that, I guess. (laughs) So they were like, wow, possible pala to. And even up to this day, they tell me, you know what, Mick? I really remember. I was so proud of you. I saw 100 in your report card. <laughs> I had never seen 100 in a report card ever. <laughs> and I received all that praise. But you know what that did to me? That motivated me and told me, hey, maybe I really am naturally good at math. And now I love math. I love yeah, you're confident. calculations yeah. because they gave me that confidence to pursue it. And to know that, hey, kaya ko to. And even though there were topics in math that I struggled with, I had that confidence in me. Mm-hmm. Na, oh yeah, this is cool. I can do this. I got like 100 back then. All my loved ones believe in me. That's an example of our early days when pressure would help us excel. Yeah. That's just something I wanted to share. It was just interesting that we're talking about this and we're getting all these realizations. Nice, nice. Okay, so let's try to shift the pressure towards relationships. Okay, let's move on, move on. So we're advancing with age. Yes, so Shampai, we're in high school and people or friends left and right are getting boyfriends or girlfriends. Did you ever feel pressured na, shucks, kailangan meron din akong boyfriend or girlfriend? Never. I was so different. Nikki, my older brother yeah. again, he was super into girls, relationships. Yeah, he, yeah. Early on, like first year, second year high school, he was into the girlfriend thing already. Mm-hmm. Parang text me, text me. I was not. And I didn't care. I was like, ew, do you do go do Cooties. your thing? I'm gonna, no, no, man. I was like, I'm just going to play Ragnarok. Okay. Literally, that was my game, Ragnarok Bakit at the time. Why meet in game? Malemo, right? party tayo. That was just my thing. I was just into video games and I never felt any pressure at that point to meet girls or have a girlfriend. Yeah. Only because of my interests at that time. But what about you? I don't think... I was pressured, but I wanted to have a boyfriend. Okay, wait. So maybe there was pressure. You just didn't know where it was coming from. So why did you want the boyfriend? What were you seeing? Like, were you seeing it in teleseries? But when you think, I think about I it... I think it's more of... Yeah, I think it's that. Na parang, oh my gosh, it's so ideal. It would be fun to have somebody to go movies with or like be kilig with because I want to feel that in real life. Like, how do I get this kind of kilig feeling if I don't have a boyfriend? <laughs> Ang nasa isip ko, the guy should be your boyfriend. 
Like, that was the standard that I had in my head. So maybe I was kind of pressuring myself that you can't be Kalig if he's not your boyfriend. That is you pressuring yourself, but that also originated from somewhere else. And I think it's important to identify that pressure can also come from your surroundings, mm-hmm. from the media that you consume. Yeah. Because you watched teleseries and you saw a feeling that you thought you wanted also. Yeah. So because of that, it created the pressure within yourself that... I want this. Or like, this is the ideal guy. Yeah. And I remember I this, this. This was the Meteor Garden era. Oh, okay. And I was like, do I want a Daoming Su? Or, or do I want Si Vikshu? I, I forgot like his character name. I have no idea. But like, do I want like a strong, like intimidating boyfriend? Or do I want somebody that's like shy and will help me out with everything? Okay, okay. So let's move on. Let's take it a step further. Inner relationship. Mm-hmm. What kind of pressures come to mind? When I say pressure and relationship, what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? I think when I was younger, I always wanted, at that time, ha, yung relationship ng parents ko before. Okay, yeah, you wanted to emulate whatever kind of relationship your parents had. Yes, and growing up, I was really close with my dad and he would always be the ideal father figure for me. I also want somebody that can be as loving and caring as my dad was to us. That was something that I really looked for or tried to look for in a guy. I also was the same because you looked up to your parents and their relationship and your relatives, your titos and titas, your lolo and lola. You admired the relationship that had and you wanted to emulate that. So you would look for those qualities in a girl, right? Or in a boy. You would pressure yourself, yeah. Or when you're in a relationship, you would kind of try to mold your relationship. So parang whatever your dad or mom did when you would hear stories, baka you would try to imitate that. Yes. If your dad was parang galante na ganito, baka gagayahin Mm -hmm. mo. But here's the thing. Right now, I'm the complete opposite. I started off the same. I wanted to emulate my parents and the environment that I was in. But now, I want to be the opposite of it. We're on the same page. Both of us know this. We know what we want, like what ideals that we want for each other and for our future family. It's completely in a different direction from how I grew up or how you grew up. Okay, let's move in deeper. I like this. I like our progression. So as we're growing up, we're talking about our different pressure points. Now, in your first relationship, okay. were you ever pressured to advance in a physical way? Meaning, first kiss or having to kiss or moving past that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you have that kind of pressure? I don't think so. I'm very lucky that I wasn't pressured into doing anything. Okay. Dapat lagging my consent. And I'm lucky enough to like have been with people that have always asked for consent. For me, kasi, the first kiss was a monumental pressure for me. Really? Because I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> oh, I remember this. I remember. You would do it. Did you not have that? That's why I asked you that question. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So were you not afraid of the first kiss? Do you know how much pressure there was? I don't know. I mean, I'm expressing it. And lumalabas na talaga ngayon. I'm like, guys... Come on, the first kiss, that's crazy. Because, Bones, imagine, you only see it in movies and minsan lang yon because you're not really allowed to watch movies mm-hmm. na may kissing scenes. And that time, there was no internet. Yeah. There was no YouTube. There was internet, but there was no video. It was impossible to watch video. It was like just pixels. And then I had Nikki, my older brother, super into girls and madami ng relationships. <laughs> so I was like, darn, how do you do that? Like, 
Okay, how do you kiss? How do you get to the kiss? Are you supposed to hold their head? How do you even... St- I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking like, how? How do you kiss? That's so cute. How? <laughs> no, that's valid. That's very valid. That was something I dealt with. I guess to tell the story, I might as well connect this. Just and go. I'm going to bookend this for you, you guys. You don't have to say any names. I don't, I'm not going to say any names. <laughs> My first kiss was around 16, 17 years old. Okay. okay. Late now, no? Well, mine was 15. Oh, okay. Late na yun. Kasi one, two years, that's a huh? big deal. I think that's early. 16, 17? No, like 15. Oh, I'm not sure. I guess it felt late a bit. Maybe because like a lot of people around you had their first kiss already. Maybe, maybe. But anyway, I had my first kiss anywhere between 16, 17 years old. It was Halloween. Okay. I was in Alabang. It was a party, a house party. Okay. And thank God it happened organically. It didn't happen na parang forced or can I kiss you? Like, you know how, like, may, may mga paalam na sa mata lang, papakiramdaman mo. It was late at night. Lumabas kami, we walked out of the house and then nasa may parking area na kami okay. of cars. We just ended up in each other's arms and we ended up like, oh, okay, kiss. Yeah, like you looked at each other and then... May ganun, siguro, yeah, yeah, Like, parang yeah. sa movies, you're just like... <laughs> oh, or baka sobrang tipsy ko baka napalapit lang yung mukha ko napalapit lang yung mukha niya tapos yun na yun okay so how was your first kiss? good I was like whoa oh my god what a feeling <laughs> so funny <laughs> it was great it was great my first kiss was great because it happened organically parang boom lang yeah kasi I was like oh my god I kissed the girl <laughs> <laughs> karam sobrang hassle kasi kung can I kiss you po <laughs> I think it's cute in hindsight, but yes, in the moment... But in the moment, you'd be like, no. <laughs> no, no. And that kind of also led the way for how I wanted my first kisses to be with my girlfriends. Uh-uh. Future. 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 <laughs> Gusto ko sana organic lang, natural lang. So yun yung para naging benchmark ko. Okay. Kasi diba, paano kung nag-start ka, can I kiss you? Baka yun na lang lagi yung gagamitin mong pang kiss, pang first kiss. <laughs> ang weird, ang awkward. I don't know, parang medyo weird. Sorry sa mga gumamit ng linya na yun na can I kiss you. It depends, yeah. Yeah, you can't dictate that first kiss. You can't dictate that. I mean, you're not like super suave right away. You have to go through that. And then there's like a, it's it's all like a different kind of experience. Because there are others now weird if you just go in for the kiss and yeah. then the girl will be like, um, maybe you should have asked. Oh my ganon. Because syempre, like some girls would rather that they ask. Okay, let's move on. I like that side story. Yeah, that that was, was a really was nice cute. side story. We move on now to pressures in relationships. Our relationships yeah. in particular. There have been a lot. Mm-mm. Yeah. So which one in particular would you like to discuss? This is a really broad topic, to be honest with you. There was a moment, like, because we got engaged a long time ago now. Like, I yeah. think it was like 2013 or 2014 that we got you engaged. You don't remember when we were engaged? End of 2013. How dare you? How dare you? It's okay, I don't remember either. <laughs> so anyway. Yes, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so we got engaged pretty early and it was definitely something that we kept to ourselves first before telling family and then only a couple of our friends knew i think there was a lot of pressure coming from outside of our circle that people would continuously ask us when are you getting engaged when are you getting married and these were from people that weren't family that weren't friends and you just like randomly hear it or randomly see it in like comments online so i think that's like the first kind of pressure that i ever experienced outside of family and friends. Pero to be honest, it's not really something that affected me because I would 
feel that they were somewhat pressuring or like trying to get something out of it. But I didn't feel pressured because I was confident in our relationship. And I was confident in the path that we were taking. I knew that we were eventually going to get somewhere. But whether or not at that point, if we were going to get married, I knew that our relationship was solid. How did you feel about the pressures of being a showbiz couple? Because, siempre, eventually in 2016, when we made it public that, hey, we are in a relationship, let's admit it. Showbiz couples, there's a stereotype. Yeah. There's definitely a stereotype of how showbiz couples act, how they're supposed to portray themselves to a certain extent. How did you feel about that? And were you pressured at all by that? Honestly, when we kept our relationship under wraps for the first like six years, I was so relieved because I knew that we didn't have to try to do anything to present our relationship in a certain way. We could just do whatever we wanted to do without having to hear things from outside. Na, dapat ganito kayo, dapat ganyan kayo. And we let the relationship flow organically. And when we finally announced that we were together, I don't think that I really felt any pressure whatsoever because you would always reassure me that we like doing things a certain way. As long as we don't hurt anyone, then I don't see anything wrong with that. Here's an example. Here's an example. I think there was pressure, and maybe not just for showbiz couples, but there was pressure when social media came out to come out with a really nice Instagram photo and caption for your loved one during their birthday. Oh, gosh. You know... And we had this conversation. I don't know if you remember, but we had this conversation. This is definitely not just for showbiz couples, but I think for the general public nowadays. Ay, bakit happy birthday lang yung caption mo sa akin? Or bakit hindi mo binati si ganito sa Instagram mo? I want to discuss this because it's so apt for this climate, the social media yeah. climate that has, to a certain extent, become quite toxic in some levels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember there was one birthday which we had. I told Bonizi, I don't want you to post that it's my birthday. Uh-huh. I don't want you to write a caption because I don't need that. That didn't make me feel any happier that she posted. <laughs> I would be It doesn't much- validate. Yeah, what would make me happier is you came over and we celebrated together and we just hung out and maybe had Mr. Kebab, which we did. The thing is, there are a lot of social pressures and sometimes nagagalit and nagkakaroon ng away within the relationship. Pero yun pala, yung pinanggalingan pala ng away nila is just social pressure. It's yeah. social pressure to post. Na parang, ba't di mo ako binate online? <laughs> Pero because na- naunahan na sila ng emosyon at ng galit, mm-hmm. naging away na talaga. Tapos they probably took out old issues. Pero if you think about it, baka yung pinagmulan ng away nila was really just, bakit di mo greenit? Eh, yung iba nag-greet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it could easily happen that way. Those were the kind of issues I wanted to avoid because I felt that they were very unnecessary. Of course, for first-time couples out there, sometimes you get sidetracked by these issues because mm-hmm. you don't expect it. I guess it's nice to say to share that story to make some people aware that it does happen. Yeah, but I also think it's because we had validation from each other. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, hey, that's true. Fofo, it doesn't matter if you post about us or not. What matters is that our relationship is good, that we have good communication. Whether you post about us or greet me on my birthday online, that doesn't change our relationship behind the scenes. And if you and your partner don't talk about that or you don't set expectations, then that's when the fights start. Because what if these things really do validate somebody's love for you? 
you know, it's, it's different for everyone. Sometimes people's love language is words of affirmation. Maybe these things really do validate their love for someone. We also have to take that in consideration that it's not our love language, but maybe somebody else's love language. How would you describe the pressure on us as a couple to have kids. Oh, well, Ooh. oh, 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 we going there now. Yeah, we're going there. I was like thinking, uh, and I was like, nah, let's talk about this. Well, guess what? Since the day that my mama knew that you were my boyfriend, she was like, when are you going to give me an apple? <laughs> I swear, my mom wants a grandchild ASAP. She's been bugging me about it for years. But she always has like a sweet way of saying it. She doesn't always say na, anak, gusto ko ng apo. She'll just be like, when are you guys gonna have kids? But now she doesn't bug me about it anymore. Okay, aside from your mom, let's just enumerate. Just okay. so that people actually get a better grasp of what kind of pressure is being given to you. We'll discuss how <laughs> she's affected later on. Give me a rundown of all the places where you are pressured to have kids. Mom, your mom. My mom. Siblings, friends. Friends. Social media. Social media, art- definitely. Articles you read online. Press. And random strangers on the street. And here is the big <laughs> question. Do you feel pressure from me? No. Oh no, really? Not really. I don't feel pressure from you. Cool. Cuz I joke around a lot, but about... I don't feel pressured about it. Cool, that's nice. Although I think it is pressure even though you don't feel it. Yeah. I think it still is pressure, but you're just not affected by it. No. So we'll get to that part now. So there are so many points where you receive pressure about having kids. It can be overwhelming if you're not ready for it because you see it everywhere. Imagine you go to your house for a reunion, pressure there. You look at your Instagram, every single post, every single YouTube, any piece of content you put on, there's always at least one comment, kailan kayo magkakaanak? Or like you posted about me being sad about my sandwich yeah. and then they were like, baka, baka buntis buntis. <laughs> I was like, so, huh? <laughs> To be honest with you, Bones, every day of your life, you actually see it. When you think about it, right? Yeah. How do you feel about that? And how have you been dealing with it? Let me go back a bit. A good example of pressure is soba. I felt more pressure with you asking me to get soba than a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Fofo really wanted a dog. And he really fell in love with soba the moment he saw her picture. And he was just trying to persuade me into getting her. But I did feel a bit of pressure na parang, do I have to decide right now if I want a dog or not? Do I know if I can handle this? I did fall in love with her the first time that I met her. Like okay, I, so back to the kids. Back, back to, to the, the kids. kids. I'm curious. I mean, mm. you are the one who's going to get yeah. pregnant. So. so before Mick and I actually got married, we were engaged na, we would talk about kids a lot. And we would talk about what we wanted in our future family. The first thing that I told him was that I don't want kids right away because I just don't want to have to go through it as soon as we get married. I want to enjoy my time with you alone as your wife. I want to enjoy us being able to do the things we want to do without being responsible for another human being. I wanted to be selfish. I wanted to like focus on just you and just me. I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, some people have different goals for when they get married and for their future families. And my goal was to focus on us and our relationship first. You're not affected. No, I'm not affected at all because I know what I want. I know that I don't want kids right away. I know it's eventually going to happen, but 
for now, it's if it happens, then it happens. So why is it that others are affected so much by this? And it's very sensitive to them. Like they say, baby or what? Why are you not affected by it? People grow up with different ideals and different situations. Women have different bodies and their bodies respond differently to different things. So for me, it's different for every single person. Not all women want to have children or want to have children right away. But we also have to take into consideration that some people really want to have kids. I guess maybe it's a difference in belief as well. Yeah. Some people think that as soon as you get married that you need to have kids. That's the pressure. Like, parang there's pressure put yep. on people na pag kinasal ka na, kailangan mag-anak na kayo. Yeah, so I guess with Bones, I mean, from what I hear, it just seems like she just knows what she wants. I think if you're wavering on what you want then that's where you could possibly succumb to the pressure and it could break you or it could cause problems within yourself and within your relationship. Because your partner always carries some of your problems as well. And I think knowing what I want has actually helped me find the direction and path that I want to take in terms of having children. Talking to friends, I realized that, ah, okay, may insurance pala sila na they get years before they have children. May mga ganun Yeah, yeah pregnancy insurance. So may mga, sorry, ah, ganun pala yun. It'll save me pala money in the long run if I get this or it'll protect me and my future family. Yeah. These are things that I didn't even think about because it wasn't in my headspace. But because I talked to other people, at least mas aware ako sa mga possibilities na pwede mangyari. Okay, that's interesting. Another thing I would like to talk about, pressures of living up to standards as a couple. Because mm-hmm. I think that for a lot of people, relatives, parents, for us, the fans and the mm-hmm. public opinion, is that when you become a couple, you're supposed to be collected. You're supposed to know what you want, meaning you're supposed to be able to have a house or whatever. You're pressured into the standards of what society thinks you should have. Yeah, because... Like, and an example of that would be, oh, you should provide a roof, meaning a house. Or... There, there are other pressures that people are saying you should follow. You get married, get a house, and then have kids. But I mean, that's not the same for every single person. Yeah. Because everybody goes through things differently. You might have a house first and then have kids and then get married. But uh, you can't us. judge people based on what is available to them. Yeah, and the reason why we say that is because for me and Bones, at this point, we plan on not having a house. We don't want a house. Yeah, we don't want to have like a big house. We, we're happy with where we live. We're happy with the space that we have. But we're not going to fall into the pressures of people saying, you need to have like this land or you need to have a house this big because you earned this amount of money. I'm just like, yeah, so we don't agree with that. The reason why we are like this and we re- react this way to social pressures and pressures of living up to standards is because we know what we want. And we know what makes us happy. And we really communicate. So I'm going to go back to why we are like this. And that really is because we communicate. And we talk about these things. And I say, Bonizi, are you okay living in a condo? What are the pros and cons of this? So if we move to a house, would we enjoy that? Would that be better for us? Once again, it's always a running theme in our podcasts and in our relationship. It's really about that openness and communication. communication. Yeah. So talking about, hey, is this okay with you? What do you want? Yes, we're aware. People say, you need a house. You need to have kids. You need to have this and that. You need to hold yourself accountable in this particular way and move in this particular way. But for us, 
No, we just need to do what we want to do that will make us happy. And that isn't necessarily according to social standards. Yeah. I think that's very important. And I think that's an important weapon against dealing with pressure. At this point, the podcast is winding down. And we'd like to let all of you know that we were looking online and we found the pressure test for relationships. And basically, it's just a couple of questions, more than 10, I think 15. And we just answered it separately to see where there are points of pressures in our relationship. <laughs> and it's fun taking these tests, to be honest with you. Even though we feel very confident and very happy about your relationship, we're also very aware that it's very imperfect. Using these, although it's very generalized, it can bring nice insights yeah. at the very least. So we took it. An example of some of the questions is, how are your finances in the marriage? So you could put, it's great. It's not so great. It's super tight. It depends subjectively on how you answer. Yes. And then another question would be like... Your expectations most in marriage. How's the communication in the marriage? And, and you, it could be like, the communication is great. We talk all the time. Or the communication could be better. And if you answer differently, then obviously there's a difference in expectations yes, there. Yes, yes. There's a difference in how things are seen. And that could be a pressure point in your relationship. So we took the pressure test. There were two questions where we answered wildly differently. Yes. The first one was? The first one is, what are your expectations in your relationship? And Mikael answered, some are met and some are not. But I can, generally, it's okay. And there's just a little pressure because of it. And then I answered, there are many unmet expectations and I'm feeling pressure that something might change and soon. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, so... The reason why I answer this is because Mick and I just came from a fight yeah, recently. We yes, we fought the other day and it was very intense. Intense. Like we haven't had a fight this big, I would say. In a while. And the reason why this fight was so intense because it's been a long-running problem. There was a long-running expectation of Megan and she hasn't met it. I think it's like the little things add up. Basically, there was an expectation of Megan and she agreed and we both agreed that it had to be met. But for whatever reason, she keeps faltering in trying to do that. It reached a boiling point for us where the pressure was too much and it just turned into a full-blown, super intense fight. We dealt with it. It took one night to deal with it, to just let the emotions die down. and then We didn't sleep on it, though. No, we did not sleep on it. We didn't sleep it. on it, like the last time. Yeah. Like, I made sure na, you know, this is something that we really need to talk about because it's a pressure point in our relationship. And I didn't want us to experience, like, the last fight na, sasabihin ni Fofo, I can't believe this is something you can sleep on because it really wasn't something that I could sleep on. Like, I wanted to fix this with you. I wanted to do something about it. But it took time. Th that just shows the mortality of relationships. I like saying mortality of relationships because all relationships are mortal. There are weak points. And if you press that weak point enough or you don't work on that weak point enough, the relationship will definitely break. And I felt like if I didn't work on this now and... Our like, relationship would have broken. Our relationship, yeah, so it would have. we're putting that out there that if this was a huge weak point for us and if we didn't work on it, then somewhere down the line, it could have possibly completely broken up this relationship. I believe that our relationship is very strong. But 
if we don't work on these little things that become big fights, yeah. that strength in the relationship slowly dies down. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, let's move on to the yeah. next one. The next question where we differed wildly was about <laughs> in-laws. <laughs> and we just had a podcast about this, Bones. I know we did. Okay, so how are you with your in-laws? Union question. Bonizi said that, oh, they're great. I love my in-laws. The relationship is really good. And then for me, I said, we're okay, but sometimes it's better if we stay away for XXX reasons. If we stay away for an amount of time. I think it's a mix. Our answers can be a mix because we love our in-laws, like both of us. Like, you love my mom, I love your mom. It's great. We have such a great relationship. But on the other hand, siempre, if we stay with our parents too long, then we'll start to feel pressure for different reasons. And it's not a bad thing because, you know, parents know best. Parents always want the best from you. But if we start listening to that too much, then we start to like question the things that we want for ourselves and our future family. I have a good answer for this okay. one as well. It supports your answer. I think that when you're with family or people whom you love and you live with them, the tendency is that you become more involved and absorbed in their lives and what happens to them matters to you. But the thing is, because they're separate individuals, they live their lives according to themselves. Yeah. But it's always a bit different. You never live your lives and make the same choices. When that happens, friction is inevitable. There's clashing, there are issues and concerns that arise. And that's only because it's coming from a place where you care about this person. Mm -hmm. I think that is why I mentioned that it's always nice to maintain some sort of distance, especially coming from the fact that We've lived with my brothers, yeah. Lauren and Victor, to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And we know how it feels for us at the moment. It becomes too much because we do become very invested in them. And they become very invested in us as well. But at the end of the day, we're different individuals with different lives. And we have to lead those lives on our own. So now that we're done with that, we move on to the loaded question of the week. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, the loaded question of the week is, will you succumb to your partner family or friends just to make them happy? Is that something that you would do? Why or why not? The important thing is when somebody quote-unquote pressures you, you listen first because you never know Fair. if there's a good point out there. Are they pressuring something on you for your self-betterment? Because, you know, we all have things that we want in life and we all have certain goals and beliefs. It's great to have good people around you that make you a better person. If what they're trying to say will help you in that process of making you better, then by all means, listen. But at the end of the day, it's still up to you how you want to go about things. If you don't believe that it'll make you better or if you don't agree with them, that's up to you. But for me, if I think that it'll make me a better person, then definitely I will listen. I'll try to mesh it with how I do things. Bonizi, I agree with you completely. But I would like to put it in my own words. It might come out just a little bit differently. If you know what you want, and you're very clear-headed, especially as a couple, because I'm assuming that we're being pressured as a couple to do things. And if we don't want to do them, even if it's going to make our loved ones happy, then we shouldn't. Because kung alam talaga namin kung ano yung gusto namin mangyari sa buhay namin, and what kind of relationship we want for our loved ones, then it's okay if you don't succumb to the pressure. I think one example would be like in a wedding. 
Let's make it very simple. In okay, a wedding, let's make it simple. Um, we shouldered all the costs for our wedding, but there were still some requests to invite certain people. Okay? And we said no. And we said no to that because we knew that we didn't have any connection to these people that they wanted to invite. And we had to tell them, nah, this is not how we want to do it. Of course, in a loving way, we told them, nah, yeah. Hindi namin kilala to mga taong to, or hindi namin ka close. We hope that you can respect that because this will make us happy. Some of them may have been upset over that, but in the end, they realized na oh nga naman, this is how they do things nga. I would just like to make two points before we end this podcast. When you say no to that pressure, because we were asked repeatedly, "Hey, can I invite these people to your wedding?" Mm-hmm. We said no, each and every time. But we were always malambing. Yeah. There's no reason to turn that into aggression. Once you do that, that's when you open up another possible issue. It could possibly spiral downwards. Yes. Keep your cool and be diplomatic. It really helps. The second point that I would like to make when it comes to that, always know why you're doing things Mm -hmm. and why you want. I've been repeating it, but I'm repeating it for the last time. When you know what you want, you know why you're answering. So Megan already said it. We said no to the request to invite the friends of that person simply because we were already happy with our guest list and we knew that they were the most important people in our lives. And that is, in a nutshell, how we deal with pressure at this point in time. Hopefully, you guys learned something from our stories once again. Yes, and hope you guys can comment your answers to the, our loaded question of the week. We love hearing your stories and we love seeing like different perspectives because it also helps us in our relationship. It's nice to like see how people do things as well. But hope you can leave your answers in the comments or tag us at Mikael Daez and at Megan Bata. That ends the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. See you next time. Bye.